0: well i hope everyone is having a wonderful day this is yqg in bloom I am your host, Tracy Martins. Today, I am with Lindsay Pasile and she is the owner of Urban Artistry. Thank you for coming today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, this lady does a little bit of everything. She's an architect. She does pre and postnatal yoga, and also you are a figure skating teacher. I am, yeah. (laughs) As well as having a family, how in the heck do you have time for this wonderful business?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's just a little bit of time (laughs) management. You work uh, smart, not hard, (laughs) essentially. I invested in a couple machines and woodworking tools that makes my life a little easier, such as my CNC. I can set it in the morning, let it do its thing all during the day while I'm busy either doing other projects or when I go and teach or I go and um, hang out with my little guy. So um, yeah, it's just about time management and... (laughs) figuring it out.
0: So woodworking has
1: really it has changed so much. You know, it's a it's a skill that like any other skill has progressed with mm. technology and a lot of people don't really realize that. You look at a computer and you see, you know, how film and television have progressed and how video games have progressed and you can visually see that. But usually when you look at a piece of woodwork Um, a finished product like a table or something, you don't know the work that goes behind it. A lot of people don't see that. Um, So yeah, things have drastically progressed with CNC's and things like that and the different types of tools available for you now that it just makes it so much easier for you now. Sure, they come at a price point, of course, like anything. Um, But yeah, I mean, when you weigh out your time versus how much you're investing into it, sometimes it just makes the most sense.
0: Well, yeah, because you're able to produce a heck of a lot more than if it was by hand so it would pay for itself a little bit quicker.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. When I first started my business, the biggest hurdle that I had was that I didn't have these tools and I was spending all of my time creating one thing Mm -hmm. and then in five seconds it would be sold and then I'd have nothing else to sell. And then I'd start all over and I wasn't being able to make enough product to build enough revenue coming in because I just didn't have the availability and the time.
0: Why don't you tell us about Urban Artistry?
1: Yeah, sure. So Urban Artistry was born actually out of the pandemic. I was off work and I didn't know what I was going to do. I always had a love for woodworking. I saw my husband do it all the time on his spare time. It's a hobby for him. So he kind of already had a lot of the tools in the shop. Um, I got tired of, I'm a very independent woman, so I got tired of always asking him how to use the tools. So I said, hey, why don't you just show me I use some of these someday. Yeah. And so he started teaching me one by one by one. And um and then I don't want to say I'm better at using them than him now, (laughs) but, (laughs) um, but no, so it's, um, and then it kind of just flared from there. I mean, I realized I actually really, really loved it. I've always been a very artsy person. Mm -hmm. I've always kind of made my way to the art side of things, you know, all through school, then, then the other side. So, so I started it and at the beginning we didn't have a lot of space at our house, so I didn't have a lot of space for product. So I was trying to think of a business that would be a good, kind of landing point for that. Mm -hmm. And it ended up being a rental business at first for um, local people to rent for like weddings and birthday parties and things like that. I have an oversized Connect Four, an oversized Jenga, some yard games, all that I built. I
0: wanted to ask you, I was looking on your website last night. How big is that Connect Four?
1: It is massive. Um, It is like, I, I can't even stretch how wide it is it's wider than my hands oh wow (laughs) and it's way taller than me yeah (laughs) so it is it's huge Um, those look like a lot of fun (laughs) yeah they're they're so much fun they were a hit and I did really well with them a lot of people rented them out and then I kind of got antsy because once you build those and then they start renting out, then you're just sitting there and you're like, okay, well, what next? There's nothing for me to build anymore. These are renting out, which is great, but now I'm just sitting here and I don't really have anything else to build and I want to build. So Mm. then I was like, I need to extend my business further. And now I'm, I branched into actually creating product to sell.
0: Do people, can they buy your outdoor games or are those just rentals
1: as of right now they are rentals but I've had enough inquiries to purchase them that it probably is going to be something into the future that I will be making for them available for purchase
0: so what do you find is your most popular product at this moment
1: that's a good question. I would say at this moment in time, and it could very much just because where I'm at in my life as well, that my target audience might be a little biased. But um, <laughs> it would be all my nursery um, items and my child items. So like the big scroll saw lettering names that you'll see in nurseries. Those, I sell a lot of those. My custom height charts, I sell a lot of those. Anything really to do with um, the, the nursery and kids, those are my main items right now.
0: They're huge being across, say, a crib or a bed. They're beautiful.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, people get to choose the size that they want. So any size that they want, I usually just tell them, take a measure, tape measure across um, their crib or wherever they want it in their space and let me know what size, and then I quote them based off that. So it's not just a set thing. Mm -hmm. It's custom. Everything I do is very much custom to their space
0: now are they painted as well or just left with the original beautiful wood
1: yeah so again that's their choice okay um if they want them painted i usually will actually do it in an mdf um and it saves them a little bit of money in the end Mm -hmm. um the wood obviously is a little more expensive but then they can leave it raw and natural or just a nice stain on it again it's their choice
0: nice yeah now, do you or have you thought of doing like toys for kids or being that right now that's your mindset and you have a toddler?
1: Absolutely. It's really funny that you asked that. I'm in the middle of working on magnetic puzzles for kids right now. So,
0: Oh, nice. yeah, so there my you son go. used to love the little <laughs> wood puzzles with the little handles yes. that come yeah. out. <laughs> it just seems like the natural progression and make toys for your son.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's
0: always a little more fun.
1: I mean, he's kind of like the tester of all my things, right?
0: <laughs> Why not?
1: So yeah, it's a little more fun to watch him play with something that you actually built with your hands. So
0: and I did get to see some of your really nice pieces at 22 Coffeehouse. Is that where we were? Yeah, in Emeryville. Oh, yeah, they're the, awesome there. Now, uh, those are on um, basically wall art. They are. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So they're wooden mosaics. Mm -hmm. I do them all by hand. They're all custom. I draw them out first and then I cut each individual piece, paint it or stain it and put it together along the way. So depending on the size, um, those definitely take my most amount of time, but I would say that they're the most... mm, I don't know what the word is, but they're the most... They're intricate. They're intricate and they bring me the most joy when they're done. They are beautiful because because they're all different. Exactly. They're so different. And even myself, I draw them out ahead of time. And when I'm busy putting them together from, you know, when I'm piecing them together and then when I look at it as a full product when it's finally mm-hmm. done it always even shocks me and I'm like wow this this looks really good <laughs> like better than
0: I thought it was going to look which or, is great. <laughs> have you done somewhere you'll you'll draw it out and it's like okay this is going to be amazing and then you start to do it and it's like gonna-
1: not so much absolutely yeah. most of the time i will change my design as i'm doing it and that frustrates the heck out of my husband because he's very meticulous and he's the one that makes me like pre-plan everything and sometimes i just don't because i know that i'm yeah. going to spend all this time pre-planning it just yeah. not even follow it anyways
0: <laughs> so well, that's the artist in you exactly you see something and you know how to change it up to make it even better
1: yeah Yeah, I love doing those pieces. And yeah, I'm very grateful for 22 Coffee House. I was able to partner with them. And uh, I made a collection specifically for them. That's the Java collection that you saw up Mm -hmm. right now. There's still a few pieces left on the wall. And they're for sale.
0: And they are for sale, yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to get into this little coffee house. Again, 22 Coffee House Mm -hmm. in Emeryville. It's right at the roundabout Mm -hmm. going into Pew's Inn. It's the cutest little place. I had no idea it was there.
1: Yeah, a lot of people don't know. It's a hidden gem in Emeryville. And I'm sure the people in Lakeshore, Emeryville out there are going to be mad at me for mentioning it on here.
0: Well, but that's okay (laughs) because you know what? They also sell a lot of other local vendors, artisans. And if the other people are great, then they need to give us a call (laughs) and we will have them on here. There you go. (laughs) I also noticed that you do Zen shelves. Mm. Now, what are those for the people that haven't had a chance to go onto your website yet? Sure,
1: yeah, they're um,
0: just a very unique series of shelves, essentially.
1: Um, So instead of your standard basic, you know, flat floating shelf on a wall or um, just a stack tiered shelf, um, they're triangular, very natural looking shelves. So, Um, They're abstract, I guess, in the sense. Um, A lot of them, you can hang them any which way. There's no top to them. There's no bottom to them. Um, So uh, yeah, they're kind of like these 360 rotational shelves. Um, It forces the owners to be creative. It absolutely does. Yeah, it's a very easy way to perk up a space without, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're someone that can't commit to like colors, uh, if you struggle with like, you know, what kind of artwork should I hang here that would look nice or even something that you want that you know that you're gonna change the space often but you want a piece that will still always suit the space, mm-hmm. these would be perfect for that as well.
0: And being that they're triangular or octagon, yes. they are all still unique because like you said, the way you hang them or if you get multiples because there is one, it looked like there was more than one together and it turns into its <laughs> own little piece of art. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, they're a lot of fun to make. Yeah, Yeah, I had fun making those.
0: Now, if anybody does want to get in touch with you, how can they do that?
1: Yeah, so my main platform right now that I do use is Instagram. You can find me at Urban Artistry YQG. That's my handle on Instagram. Um, And then I also have my website, www.urbanartistry.ca. So you can find me on there as well. And that's pretty much it. Um, I, I mean, I have an email, but I'm not going to say that because <laughs> I mean, you'll just, you'll go on. The it's easier two, right? to <laughs> contact you everywhere exactly, else. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, now you were an architect and still are an architect. You do collaborate with people and you are in woodworking. Do you find that there are a lot of women in the trades? Um, no, I think, no. Uh, I
1: mean, I think that it's gotten better for sure, than it used to be. Mm-hmm. But I still think we have a long way to go. I still think that when I tell people, anyone that I do woodworking, I think the biggest shock is because I'm female, mm-hmm. I, I do woodworking or you know, sometimes I'll, I'll put out a product And someone will say, well, how much of that did your husband help you with? Or what did, what did he cut or whatever? And it's like, no, I did, I did the whole thing, you know, and they're, and they're shocked, you know, Um, because I think that you still have that stigma. You still have that mentality of, it's very much an, a men's profession and not a female one. Um, So there's a long way to go, for sure. Um, Oh, come on, you're too little to be carrying that wood. Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly it. You look so sweet and innocent, you shouldn't be doing a job like that. Yeah, but um, I think it's just the lack of knowledge creates fear. Mm -hmm. If I'm being completely honest, I think, like I said, I I also didn't know how to use any power tools. Um, But why is that? You have to ask yourself, you know, my husband knew how to use all of them. He was the same age as me. Why does he know how to use all of them? And why don't I know how to use any of them? Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. It's like, okay, well, was it because the the, the boys are taught it at a young age, and the girls are neglected, Yeah, and they don't get taught it. They get told to sit in a corner and go play with their dolls. <laughs> well, come on, you can learn how to cook um, yes, and clean. I'm
0: sorry. Yes, you can. <laughs> I know. I used to be in, in lands- well, I didn't do the landscaping, but I did the horticulture, and we had landscapers come in, and there was very few women. I don't know if that's changed since then, but... It just seems to be generally a male-based area and Mm -hmm. anything that might have something that's a little too heavy or intricate or you're going to get dirty. I don't see a lot of women in this area, and I, I really want to figure out a way to change that.
1: Absolutely. I completely agree. I know that Windsor does a really good job with, like, WeTech out of the university. Yes. They're doing an amazing job with getting women in tech, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we also need to have some sort of organization like that that brings women into trades. Into trades, um, for sure. Yeah, and and what that looks like and and creating that, you know, a uh, an environment where they feel comfortable and a little less intimidated
0: I think it would be great to have more women expect even if it's just one or two on a team with with men because a lot of the homeowners that to go into it is the women that are dealing with them and I find sometimes that you will get talked down to
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think part of that is very much um, on us women too. I mean, this is a call to action for all women as well, that we need to be more assertive. We need to stand our ground, hold our own. You know, if you want to learn something, be more vocal. And do it. You know, reach out to whoever you need to you're only stopping yourself
0: and Um, I know there are programs that they've been trying at St. Clair College for years to get women into the different skilled trades and I know carpentry mm -hmm. and the the plumbing and anything that requires you to work with your hands so I'm sure there are programs out there that will help them get them in there
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, there's definitely programs available. I think the hardest hurdle that the women have in those programs is upon graduation. Once you've, you've went through the program, then of course you have to get a job in the male dominated field and, and, um, firsthand experience. I mean, I got la- laughed out of a couple places because I was a female applying and it was kind of like, what are you even doing here? But, you know, you be persistent, you keep working at it and, If you don't get in at one of those companies, you kind of say, okay, well, I'm gonna start my own and that's exactly what I did.
0: That's excellent. Yeah. And maybe they should offer women an assertiveness class. (laughs) Okay, you've graduated from here and now this is how you need to sell yourself. I love that. That's a great
1: idea. It's almost like a confidence building class of, hey, yeah, uh, you know, let my skills speak for themselves. But if they can't, I'm going to speak for myself.
0: Yes. You have to be able to sell yourself, whether it's in the trades or any small business.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Having that backbone is such a big thing in today's world.
0: And scary at the same time. Very scary. Yes. (laughs) I mean, you don't have to have a loud personality and I'm learning that at my age and it's 52 that (laughs) get out of your comfort zone, learn how to sell yourself and try something new and do a trade. Yeah. Do a trade. It, It is rewarding at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a huge accomplishment. I mean, it's a big pat on your back. It's pride. Yeah, absolutely. It's a huge confidence builder.
0: Well, I think we need to get women out there. I agree. I really appreciate this. I appreciate our conversation and learning more about urban artistry. Lindsay, thank you so much for being on our show today.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was great. I love talking about this. Have me back anytime.
0: <laughs> I, I for sure will. And my name is Tracy Martins. This is YQG and Bloom. Make sure to check out Urban Artistry on Instagram and her website. I will have all the information in my details and on my social media. And if you're a woman, get into the trades. Have a good day.